Hey, you are so welcome to Easter Sunday 2021 at Open Arms as we celebrate the risen King, a King like no other, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you for joining with us today as we celebrate. And I really hope that you enjoyed last week as we had our Vision Sunday and we announced our vision for the next five years is to build a large and life-giving church that reaches 2,000 people by 2026. And how are we going to do this? Well, firstly, we're going to be relaunching in our physical locations, both in Newbridge and County Kildare, also in South Dublin in the coming months as the restrictions will be lifted. Secondly, we're going to be launching a new church in Nace of County Kildare, launching an open arms church in Nace in the next few years. And the third and final thing is that we're going to be buying a large building in South Dublin that will become the home of Open Arms Dublin. And we are asking everyone at Open Arms to commit to being part of this great vision. This great vision that we are praying will be a miracle that will be performed through believing and releasing in audacious faith because we believe that Jesus is calling us to move forward. He said that he will build his church and we are following him in this God-given vision. But today we are also launching our new brand and our new logo. And here it is right here beside me. This is our new logo for this next season that we're moving into. You can see it is fresh, it is dynamic, it is modern. We're going to be rolling it out throughout all of our social media platforms. We're going to be launching a new website in the coming weeks. And when you come to our buildings, you will see we have a new look and feel throughout the buildings. As we say, our, our name is Open Arms and our vision is to be a life-giving church with a vision to see people experience life change in Jesus Christ. So we're really excited for this as we enter into this new season. But today, today we're going to be looking at the book of Mark. In fact, it's going to be Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 7. If you want to grab your Bibles, grab a notebook, take out your phone to take some notes as we lean in together, as we hear about the story of resurrection. And you can turn to chapter 16. It's, in fact, it's the last chapter in the book of Mark. And we're going to be reading from verse 1 through to verse 7. It says, when the Sabbath was over and the Sabbath in the Jewish custom was on a Saturday, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they may go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, which is a Sunday in Jewish custom, and that is the day in which we celebrate Easter today, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. I'd be alarmed. You'd be alarmed. It is crazy. And he says to them, don't be alarmed. He said, you are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you. That is a, a verse to mark, a promise to receive. He is going ahead of you. 
He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. The title of my message today is Dealing with Disappointment. Dealing with Disappointment. How have you been dealing with disappointment recently in your life? Has it caused you maybe to to retreat, to hide and protect yourself, to isolate, to remain alone? Has it caused you maybe to become more reluctant than ever, reluctant to take risks, reluctant to step out, to trust and believe? Maybe it's caused you to become more fearful out of the fear that you might suffer again even more disappointment than ever. How are you dealing with this this disappointment in your mind and in your heart? What about the people who've disappointed you? The opportunities that you missed out on. The ventures that failed. The situation that has worsened. How has that experience been for you in this season? Has Has it caused you to feel more hopeless than ever? Has it caused you to feel more helpless? Maybe it's caused you to feel like a shadow is covering you and causing you to have more hopelessness than ever before in your life and causing you to be more fearful, to be more wearisome, be more worrisome and anxious than ever before. And I believe today that Jesus Christ, the one in which we celebrate as the risen Lord, he can redeem your disappointment. He can bring light and life into your spirit, uh, covering any cover of shadow of darkness he can dispel in a moment. He can bring healing into your heart. He can fill you with a new confidence and a boldness. He can give you a new fervent and resilient faith in your spirit, in your heart, and in your mind. And he can, he can place in you a new belief that you will have that no matter what disappointment you face, you know that God has called you and he's leading you. That he gives you a calling that is far greater than the disappointment that you're experiencing. For all of us that we would know The Jesus Christ, the risen Savior, a king like no other, is calling us and leading us. In fact, just as the young man said to the women that he has gone before us. The question is, will you allow him to help you in your disappointment? The question is, will you follow him? Will you allow him to guide you and direct you, knowing and believing that no matter what you go through, no matter the pain you endure, no matter the suffering that you experience, that the Lord will redeem it and he will turn it together for his good. Disappointment is defined as the feeling of sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. We look at disappointment. Appointment, we need to look at the definition of an appointment. An appointment is something that is expected to happen, to come to pass, or to be. An appointment is something that we put in our calendar. We prepare for it, we plan for it, and we plan to turn up for it or for it to turn up. We've all made appointments for ourselves. We make appointments for others. And disappointment is an appointment that does not happen what does not come to pass, what, what does not meet the expectations of what we had in our mind or in our hearts. It is something that hasn't happened or it can be something that does happen that was not at, in any way in our plans. It can be a relationship that's broken down. It can be the death of a loved one. 
It can be the death inside of us, maybe uh, of our dreams or our hopes and our expectations. It can be a pandemic that completely messes up all of our plans, whether that was to be able to travel Maybe it was to be able to have the wedding that you had dreamed for. Maybe it was to be able to have the party that you've planned for, or even just to be with the people who you enjoy and who you love. It can be the loss of a job. It can be suffering an illness. Or it can be someone letting us down, betraying our trust, and completely causing an upset and disappointment in our life. And what can happen is it can establish a belief in us that it will never happen. It, I'll never get through it. I'll always be let down. I'll always be alone. I'll never be the person that I hope I could be. I'll never reach that mark that I set for myself. We've all been disappointed. In fact, especially in this last season, it just feels like disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. We have disappointed others. And we've been disappointed by others. We have not made the appointments or the expectations that others set on us. Others have planned for us and prepared for us and set before us. Personally, I've been disappointed and I have greatly disappointed others. One of my greatest strengths and greatest weaknesses is to to set high expectations of myself and others, always believing for better, for more, to stretch further, to go farther, and always never being content or settling with enough or ever being content with, you know, it's okay. What happens is it causes me to seek higher and higher standards for myself and others and what I accomplish or what I set out to work towards. And I've learned through counseling, which I don't know about you, but I've had to do a lot of recently as God has been highlighting and bringing apart certain areas of my life that I I need to change or I need to, to look at and address. But I've learned that I have unrelenting standards, standards that don't cease or slow down, but just continue to grow in severity and also intensity. And and because of that, I am who I am. I am where I am. And I I embrace that part of my life. But I've had to become aware that it can cause the people in my life, you know, those especially who are closest to me, my, my wife, my kids, my family, my friends, my colleagues, it can cause disappointment because of my expectations. While also at times creating tension, can alienate people out of fear that they may disappoint. It can become because of the the frustration of the, the high standards that are not met. And for example, I will tell others and myself, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be the best thing ever. This is going to be the greatest thing that we have ever done. Nothing is going to be like this, whether it is a movie, whether it's a restaurant to go to or an event to experience. I will convince the person that they are going to love it even before they've experienced it, which unfortunately more times than not doesn't meet their expectation and causes great disappointment. And, you know, Jillian has had to help balance me out because she is so chilled and calm. She loves to just go with the flow. Let's figure it out as it goes. And this frustrates me because I want to be in control. I want to have it all planned out. I don't want to have spontaneity. I want to know what's going to happen next. You see, 
I will always build things up, but Gillian, she does the opposite. She plays things down. She will have, um, you know, watched a great movie or eaten a great meal and say, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. This is the best thing ever. We should go and tell all of our friends and get everyone else because they need to experience it. They, need, they can't miss out on what this is. And then, of course, it causes greater expectations, which in turn causes greater disappointment. Of course, these are some of the more lighter examples in my life. But as you can imagine, there has been more serious ramifications. And it's been true throughout my life. But in fact, I would say that it is true for the majority of us. Where we set expectations and we have standards, whether of ourselves or of others, or for how life is going to be, and we suffer disappointment because of unfulfilled and unmet expectations. What tends to happen is we adopt a defense mechanism. They let me down, therefore... I will never trust them again. These expectations weren't met, so therefore, I'll lower my expectations. Those people or that group, they hurt me, therefore, I will never let them hurt me again. I put myself out there and I was rejected. Lesson learned, I will never put myself out there again. I invested in, or I believed in, or I trusted in that, that person, or that place, or even that promise. Therefore, I will never make that mistake again. This is the defense mechanism that all of us adapt when we have expectations that aren't met. We have an appointment that was made in our plans that we prepared for. We suffer disappointment, which causes frustration. Therefore, we make the decision, I will not have expectations again. What happens is we reduce our expectations to match our level of comfortability out of fear of being disappointed once more. What happens is we protect ourselves. We protect ourselves from others and we protect ourselves by not expecting any expectation, expecting anything to happen outside the realm of possibility or even outside our own control. This is not the life that Jesus intended for us to live. Jesus has called us to be able to match our expectations in line with our faith and also to be guided and to be directed by Jesus Christ and then to deal with our disappointment as it comes our way rather than living in that disappointment and lowering our expectation. And what, we hap what, we, what happens is we see in the story that as the women, they approach the tomb in verse 4, they see the stone rolled away and a man is sitting at the entrance dressed in white. In verse 6, he says, you're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Now this is crucial in our understanding of who Jesus is. This is crucial in understanding of our theology and our makeup and our belief system. Because this angel, as we can assume, is pointing out that Jesus has told you what would happen next and to trust him, to follow him. Here's the truth that we can take. Jesus will always guide you. 
He will always direct you and lead you once you allow him and you follow him and you are allowing him to lead you and trust in him. Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You will suffer disappointment. You will be met by pain and great suffering. Not all of your expectations will be met. Not all of your plans will come to pass. You will experience great frustration, great expectations not being met, but Jesus says, take heart. Do not fear. Do not worry. Jesus has overcome the world. He has gone before you and he will be with you. Even in the midst of your frustration. Even in the midst of your disappointment. And he encourages you and I encourage you today to continue to be full of faith. For Jesus will redeem your disappointment. He will restore that which was lost. And he will give you a faith to believe the greater is yet to come. You see in Mark 14, 28. Before Jesus was arrested during the Last Supper, he tells the disciples exactly what will happen. He says it numerous times. He tells them that he will be taken from him, them that he will be crucified. He says, after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. He told them where he would be. He gave them the assurance of what would happen next, that he would rise again and go to Galilee. Now you would think, you would think that the disciples would immediately go there and they would be waiting and they would be waiting confidently knowing Jesus has said it, it will be so. Jesus has said it, we know what's going to happen next. But instead they were filled with defeat and they were filled with disappointment. What happens is they remained where they were. They remained in the city where Jesus was crucified. They remained in Jerusalem. They didn't go to Galilee. Why? Because they had expectations that had died before them. Jesus Christ, their leader, their friend, their mentor, their savior was taken before their very eyes. The one in which they had great expectations for. The one who is the Messiah, the Christ, the one who had been prophesied as the redeeming savior who would restore their nation who would remove the enemy of Roman rule and establish a new kingdom that would reign for thousands of years. But everything changes. On a Friday afternoon during the crucifixion, and they are left with lost expectations. They are left with great disappointment. As they wake on Saturday morning, the memories of what happened yesterday sets in. Fear sets in. Disappointment sets in. And they... The result was that they retreated. They allowed their disappointment to defeat them. How many of us do this in our own lives? Where Jesus may give us a promise, he may give us a truth. He tells us that this is the calling that he has for us. This is where he's leading us. And we suffer disappointment and we forget completely what he has told us will be true. And we retreat we become reluctant. We choose to lower our expectations. But here's the good news. The disciples, they didn't know, but they were about to come into contact with their risen Lord, the resurrected Savior. 
and their lives and their faith would be forever changed. No longer where they had to hide in defeat and doubt, but now that they would be filled with a new boldness and a belief that they would be no longer fighting for and hoping for victory, but now they would be fighting from victory. And I want to encourage you. You may have become disappointed. You may right now be suffering from lost expectations and you may be feeling defeated. You may be feeling full of doubt and fear, but you are about to come into contact with your resurrected Savior. You're about to come in contact and be experience resurrection in your life with those things that have died in you due to your disappointment, whether it was your hopes, your dreams, your visions and plans, that the Lord can resurrect them in you, that he can restore them in you, that he can redeem your disappointment. And I believe that Jesus Christ is going to bring healing and restoration into your heart. I believe that Jesus is going to bring forgiveness into you. He's going to bring strength into you. He's going to declare new life in your mind, in your heart, and in your spirit. The question is, will you allow him to? Will you trust him in this? Will you follow him, be guided by him, be directed by him, no matter how much it costs, no matter how much pain you will endure, but knowing that he will turn all things together for his good. The disciples They had allowed their disappointment to keep them in the place in which they were in. John 20, 19 says that they had the doors locked out of fear. They stayed in their disappointment. They allowed fear to grip them. And what happened is they lived behind locked doors where where nothing could get in and nothing could get out. Their fear caused them to forget about Jesus' promise that he will go ahead of them. If they had just believed, if they had just obeyed, if they had just moved out from their disappointment, they could have met him at the appointed time, but instead they missed out. How many of us are missing out on what God has for us because we're so caught up in our disappointment, so caught up in the missed opportunities, so caught up in what didn't happen, the expectations that weren't met, so caught up in the people who hurt us, so caught up in the way that it didn't work out in the way that we wanted it to work out. What happens is it causes us to miss out on what Jesus had appointed for us, prepared for us, planned for us. This is me so much. I miss out on so many great memories because I've become distracted by my disappointments. I've had to deal with my disappointment by instead of living with such high, unrelenting standards, setting high expectations of myself and others, coming to a place where accepting myself and accepting others and accepting what happens. Yes, I will suffer disappointment, but I will not allow that disappointment to grip me and to cause me to become fearful that I will remain where I am and miss out on what God wants me to experience. What about for you? What will be your story? Will you, instead of allowing maybe resentment to fester, instead of allowing bitterness to take place, instead of maybe remaining stale and stagnant in the place that you are out of fear of what might happen, but that you would move on to witness and experience the appointed time that Jesus Christ has for you?
Here's the good news in Mark 16, verse 14 and 15. It says, Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. It says that he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Now imagine that was the end of the story. He slapped them over the head, he punished them, he lambasted them, and he moved on and he found someone else who was more worthy. No, what happens next is he gives them a new mission, a new calling. In verse 15, he then says to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You see, Jesus met the disciples where they were at. He rebuked them. He, he gave out to them, I'm sure. He was maybe disappointed with them. But then he gave them a new appointment. Then he appointed them a new mission, a new calling to bring good news to all the world, to all creation. He didn't give up on them because of their lack of faith. He didn't punish them because of their stubborn refusal to believe. But instead he lavished his grace upon them. He showed them mercy and love and he gave them a new assignment and calling and he called them to express and show this same love to those around him, to the world among us, to all creation. Jesus can meet you where you are. He can meet you where you are right now, even maybe in the midst of the turmoil in which you're going through. Maybe in the midst of, of your own um, pain, of the sin that you've caused and brought on yourself. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter who you've become, Jesus can meet you where you are. For he won't give up on you. He won't punish you. He won't discard you. But he will meet you with his love, his grace, and his mercy. You see, Jesus can give you a new appointment. Jesus can give you a new calling. Jesus can call you to become a part of the mission, the commission, with Jesus Christ and us co-laboring together to bring this good news, to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into the world that we wouldn't live in our own brokenness, we wouldn't live in the shelter of their own shadow of darkness, but that we will break out from that and be able to show others the love that we experience, that even in the midst of our brokenness, he is making us whole, that even in the midst of our hopelessness, we can bring great hope to other people, that even in the midst of forgiving ourselves, and been experiencing and receiving forgiveness of our sins that we can too can help others to experience that forgiveness. I believe that Jesus, he can give you a new vision for your life. He can cause you and call you to see yourself like you've never seen before, the person, the true man and woman in which he has created you to be. He can give you plans for your future. He can give you a great purpose that will prosper you. He can appoint you to bring good news. He can appoint you to bring good news to those around you, to your sphere of influence, to show them the same love of Jesus that you have experienced. Jesus can open the locked doors of your life. He can unlock your disappointment, your pain and your grief so that you no longer keep it in, but you let it go and you let him in. And you let him to bring his forgiveness and his peace and his grace into your heart and into your soul. So that you would live with a belief and a faith that declares, 
I may have been disappointed, but I've been appointed a new calling. I, I may have been disappointed, but I've been appointed greater things that is before me, but yet is still ahead of me. I may have been experiencing messing up, being a failure, being weak. But now God, I believe, is calling me to be strong in him. You see, Jesus Christ, when we allow him, he will live in us. We talked about that last week, and he will, we can experience the living, active power, miracle-working power of Jesus Christ. Others may let me down, but he will lift me up. The enemy may try and keep me pressed down, but Jesus Christ, my Lord, will raise me up to become the person in which he has called me and destined me to be. That I will be confident in the Lord. I may have been defeated by my disappointed. I may have been surrounded by my fear. But I believe that Jesus is calling me to believe, to trust, that I will not be overcome, but instead I will experience the overcomer in my life, that he will conquer what is I am experiencing and going through the same way that he conquered death, that he rose from the grave. And even though I may be disappointed, I will not be discouraged, for I will be confident in the calling that he has set before me. Hey, maybe you've been struggling to deal with your disappointment. Maybe it's caused you to remain stuck, to remain bitter, to become despondent in your life, full of just frustration and anger. I believe that Jesus Christ can bring his grace into your heart, that he can bring forgiveness into your mind, that he can bring peace into your spirit. And all you need to do is surrender to him. All you need to do is start a new chapter in your life where you say, Jesus, I give up my life. I give you my life. I surrender my life. And I ask you to lead my life. In fact, Romans 10 verse 9 says this, that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want to give you an opportunity today to place your faith in Jesus. You may have experienced great disappointment. I believe that he can give you a new appointment. That he can cause you to become a new creation in Jesus Christ. And all I ask you to do is just to maybe just close your eyes where you are or pray this prayer with me in your heart. Repeat these words after me. And say, Jesus, I want to receive the gift of eternal life with you. I have sin in my life. And I need your forgiveness. Today I choose to follow you. I believe that I am set free. I am forgiven. And by your grace, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to connect with you and help you on your next step of your journey. And all we'd ask you to do is go to openarms.ie forward slash connect. There you'll see a very simple form that you can just fill out and tick the box on committing my life to Jesus. And we're going to get in contact with you this week through email or text and invite you to come to Next Steps. It's a weekly Zoom that we have for 45 minutes to an hour with myself and some of our team where we hear your story and see how we can help you in your next step, but also share our story and that you can get connected into the life 
of open arms. But now we're going to have one more song before we get ready to have our Open Arms Kids Church. But let me just pray for you before we finish. I pray, Lord, for every single person right now that has been experiencing great disappointment. I pray, Lord, that you would give them a new fervent belief in you to know that the one who has defeated death and rose from the grave, our risen Lord, a king like no other, is the one in which leads our life fills our life and can call me and lead me to be a part of the mission of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.